0: David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Let me hear you. Time for Dodger Talk. Are you ready for the brand new day? Let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Basset is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We
1: are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time
0: for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation! And now your host for Dodger Talk.
2: David Besse. We are live at Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona for our first Dodger Talk of spring training. I know, hard to believe, but between Clippers and UCLA Sweet 16 run, we have not had a Dodger Talk since the lockout ended here in spring training, but we are kicking it off In a big way, we have a big show for you tonight as Brad Paisley, that's right, country music star and huge Dodger fan, Brad Paisley will join us at 7.15 and at 7.30, Freddie Freeman will join us. That's right, his first extended conversation since becoming a Dodger and you will hear from him coming up at the bottom of the hour and in between Your phone calls at 866-987-2570. There's a lot to talk about surrounding the Dodgers as spring training and the hot stove have collided since the lockout ended and there has been a flurry of moves around baseball. The Dodgers obviously make the big acquisition in Freddie Freeman. Also, they lose Kenley Jansen to the Atlanta Braves. Kenley signed a one-year, $16 million contract. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, want to update you on what took place here at Camelback Ranch earlier today. The Chicago White Sox beat the Dodgers 8-6. to That's not the big news. Big news, Caleb Ferguson back on the mound for the first time since undergoing Tommy John surgery two seasons ago and he is on track to be ready for opening day, and he is a big part of the Dodgers' bullpen. Also, Max Muncy back in the Dodgers' starting lineup for the first time since last year, the last day of the regular season. After injuring his left elbow in that uh, collision at first base against the Brewers, uh, he was back in the lineup, and uh, that was a big thing because... He was taking batting practice on the backfields, but facing life pitching was another big test for him. And he was out there today, did not get a hit, was 0 for 2 with a strikeout. But Dave Roberts said he was happy with what he saw from Muncie. Some bad news on the injury front for the Dodgers. Austin Barnes got hit by a foul ball in the face mask and had to leave the game prematurely. Dave Roberts said he was a little foggy, so never good, and that's kind of where the concussions uh, happen for catchers. It's not, you know, on home plate collisions like they want to make you believe or Buster Posey wants to make you believe. It's from foul balls off the face mask. And that's what happened to Austin Barnes. So hopefully he's okay. He's a big part of the Dodger catching tandem, especially with the DH in play. You could have Barnes in there while Will Smith could be a DH. And Austin Barnes has great command of this pitching staff. So hopefully he's okay because it's a big drop-off once you lose one of the two starting catchers. Will Smith, especially with the bat, But Austin Barnes has great value as a defensive catcher. And after that, there is a drop-off. Tony Walters, who used to play for the Rockies and Cubs, would be the Dodgers' third catcher. So uh, hopefully he's okay. And it's um, a sobering reminder that if the Dodgers lost one of these two catchers, uh, the workload would fall heavily on the other. And for the Dodgers, being a little short right-handed hitting, you don't want to lose Will Smith, but it's a reminder that it happened to Austin Barnes today. It could happen to Will Smith as well, so it's a very um, very fragile position that we all take for granted sometimes, so hopefully Austin Barnes is all good. You will hear from Freddie Freeman at the bottom of the hour, but I guess there are some mixed emotions in Los Angeles and Atlanta where Freddie Freeman leaving the Braves after 15 years in their organization, Kenley Jansen leaving the Dodgers after 17 years in this organization. Kenley signed a one-year deal with the Braves over the weekend, one year, $16 million. The Dodgers still wanted him back, but we're asking him to be patient to see if they can move some Dollars around to try to get some payroll flexibility underneath that highest luxury tax tier of 290 million dollars kenley did not feel like he could wait so he signed that deal with the braves for one year and 16 million dollars and he spoke to the media out there in florida a couple of days ago including the braves radio network am 680
3: it was emotional it was emotional i'm not gonna lie it was an emotional day for me a couple of days ago um, to make this big decision um and i'm also very very excited and um I probably hopefully not being emotional but you know it, it could be very emotional you know being with that those fans for a decade and there's some great fans over there even you know sometimes they give me that tough love and want me to compete but it's it's a great fans um And, you know, like I say, it's time to move on, but also they will be missed.
2: And, uh, you know, I think it's a reminder that we all took for granted Kenley Jansen and what he did. 350 saves, all-time saves leader in Dodger history. Uh, The Dodgers now have a void in the ninth inning. And I know there were many of you that felt like Kenley was not as good as other closers out there. But if you look at the numbers last year, there was no better closer than Kenley Jansen last season. And uh, the Dodgers are going to miss him. And we all are going to find out what life without Kenley Jansen is going to feel like because right now the Dodgers don't have a closer. Dave Roberts said when camp opened, yeah, Blake Trinan has the experience of closing but they feel like Blake Trinan is more valuable being able to put out fires in the 6th, 7th, or 8th inning, maybe even the ninth inning on certain nights, rather than having Trinan locked in as their closer. They may be forced to rethink that strategy because the ninth inning is not for everybody. And we have seen this over the years with many teams. Closer by committee never works. You can't tell me one team out there that had closer by committee and won the World Series championship. Sure, you have closers that run out of gas and they're ineffective. I think back to the 2018 uh, Boston Red Sox when Craig Kimbrell was out of gas and not effective and David Price and Joe Kelly and Nathan Navaldi all chipped in to help them close out games in their World Series run, including against the Dodgers, Chris Sale, coming out of the bullpen to a standing ovation of teammates in that visiting bullpen at Dodger Stadium. Who could forget that? Um, I think back to what the Dodgers did in 2020 when Kinley was not at the top of his game after having COVID to start that year, and Julio Urias was that guy. But during the regular season, it's hard to win games with closer by committee. If you could think of a team that has done it successfully – I would love to hear it. And, you know, even when you had three great closers in the Nasty Boys with the Cincinnati Reds in the 90s, one of them was the closer. It was Rob Dibble. He was the closer. It was very defined because the ninth inning isn't for everybody. And I think that's what sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, a guy could get out in the seventh inning, even the eighth inning. But when it comes to the ninth inning, It takes a certain personality and temperament to be able to get those last three outs, and we have seen that plenty of times. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Speaking of Craig Kimbrell, there is buzz around Camelback Ranch that the White Sox are listening to offers for Craig Kimbrell, who is not the closer for Chicago. When he got traded there, he was put in a setup role and did not really thrive. He has one year and $16 million remaining this season. So the Dodgers have been linked to the White Sox, but they're not taking salary for salary is my understanding. They're looking to dump Kimbrel's money and get back some young talent. So we'll see what develops between the White Sox, Craig Kimbrel, and any team out there in Major League Baseball, and the Dodgers are certainly keeping tabs on Kimbrel. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. When we continue, Brad Paisley will check in, and coming up at the bottom of the hour... We will have a chance to visit with Freddie Freeman, the newest Dodger, right here on a very big Dodger Talk live from Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona, right here on AM570 LA Sports.
0: This is Dodger Talk. On your home of the world champion Dodgers. Follow us on Instagram at AM570LA Sports for more Dodger content. The home of the Dodgers. AM570LA Sports.
1: I've got some big news. The bank finally
2: came through.
1: And I'm holding the keys to a brand new
2: Chevrolet. David Basset, live at Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona. That's our guy, Brad Paisley. He'll be phoning us in just a moment. Coming up tomorrow, we have Dodgers Spring Training Baseball again for you. It will be the Dodgers against the Cincinnati Reds here at Camelback Ranch. Our pregame coverage begins at 12.30 with first pitch at 1.05 with Rick Munday and Tim Neverett. Walker Bueller will be making his first start of the Cactus League and newcomer Andrew Haney will be pitching in the game tomorrow as well. So uh, we got Dodger baseball for you tomorrow and we have Dodger talk again on Wednesday night coming up at the bottom of the hour. You will hear. From the newest Dodger, Freddie Freeman, he is going to join us. Brad Paisley will be joining us in just a moment as well. James, in North Hollywood, you're on Dodger Talk with David Basset. Hi, James. Hey, David. Great to be back and great to feel this warm weather and see the Dodgers playing baseball every day. Yeah, it's great to have baseball back, James. I heard you earlier, man, and, boy, I do hope Austin is uh, is okay uh, here with us at Catcher.
1: You know, with the universal DH uh, allowing Austin to get some more starts behind the dish for his, you know, game handling abilities and defensive prowess and keeping Will's bat in the lineup, I I just think it's a win-win-win. So hopefully he's back with us here real soon. I've loved watching all of these other uh, guys that could play huge factors in our pen come in and throw a couple innings here and there as well. It's fun to get to see them um, on a longer leash, obviously, in spring training than you see in the regular season.
2: Yeah, they got to ramp up quickly, James. They don't have much time for the start of the regular season. Tyler Anderson, uh, the former Rocky and Pittsburgh Pirates uh, left-hander, joined the Dodgers as well a couple of days ago. The Dodgers signed him on a one-year deal for $8 million. So uh, Tyler was telling me he believes by the end of spring training he'll be ready to go for at least five innings to start the year. So that's what I like to hear. Uh, The Dodgers are going to need starting rotation depth to start the season with this shortened spring training to try to avoid as much injuries as possible for these pitchers who are uh, not getting the normal six weeks. So uh, the Dodgers have enough coverage and length out of that bullpen. Guys like Tyler Anderson, Mitchell White. Kayla Ferguson, those are the guys that can help pick up the innings for the first four weeks of the season. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We'll get back to your phone calls in just a moment, but we have a big Dodger fan on the line, Grammy Award winning, one of the best country music players out there and one of the best guitar players out there as well, the one and only Brad Paisley. Hi, Brad. Hi, David. You're too kind. Thank you for uh,
1: saying all that and uh, what I owe you.
2: (laughs) You don't owe me anything. I just want to see you back at Dodger Stadium sooner rather than later.
1: I'll be there. I can't wait to... uh, I'm so glad that we're on track for 162 games and um, I'm, I'm already looking at the schedule on which ones I can make.
2: I know you're on tour right now. You're in enemy territory out there in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, right, Brad? Uh, I'm actually not there
1: till uh, a little while from now, but I was in Houston Saturday night. That doesn't oh. get any more enemy territory than that.
2: <laughs> did you uh, did you throw any shade at the crowd, or did you just let it be? Uh,
1: no, I didn't because it's it's the it's the Houston rodeo. It's like seventy. Five thousand people, so i I know better than two I'm out <laughs> outnumbered at that, and I felt like uh but I did the last time I was there, I think you might have seen it i i I have a a ring I got one of the rings, and um so I wore it in Houston when I played the amphitheater there in twenty twenty one and uh, I wore it for the encore I wore the dodger ring so you know, and I, it was so funny because I sent a, I didn't even tell Justin Turner about it immediately <laughs> I, got
2: this,
1: I had a, he had a
2: picture of it like a close up on my right
1: hand where I was wearing it, and he was just howling
2: that is awesome, hey, speaking of doing that, I know there was some talk that the Dodgers may entertain the idea of Carlos Correa. I don't see that ever happening with some of the guys from 2017 still on the team as a fan. Would you have embraced Carlos Correa? I
1: don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I look here. here the thing is, it's like, I'm, I'd rather not have to even think about that. Cause it's just too much fun to be mad at those guys. <laughs> um, don't you think? I mean, uh, it's yeah. like, let's not, I don't want to get into the weeds of who did what. And it's, It's definitely simpler. We have all the infield we need. We don't need him.
2: Agreed. What are your thoughts on Freddie Freeman becoming a Dodger?
1: I think it's the greatest thing. I mean, it's just, I I can't even believe it. I'm so excited. He is a class act. He's an incredible, incredible baseball player. And just the idea that we could lose the amazing Corey Seager and then replace that in the lineup with Freddie is just, we are so spoiled by, I mean, I sound like I'm sucking up, but we're spoiled by Friedman and the whole front office, aren't we?
2: Yeah, we really are. I mean, I think people forget just 10 years ago, uh, the Dodgers were on a budget, shoestring type of budget here with their payroll. I can't even, I, I mean, it's
1: really an amazing thing to watch the way these trades come down and I mean, and you know, I'm sweating it like you and everybody. Anybody who loves this team, we're all sweating it as we're. I, I was refreshing. We were at Disneyland on that Monday um, when all of it was heating up, and I, kept, my wife just kept saying, "Why do you keep looking at your phone?" And I'm like, "I just got to see if there's an update on Freddie Freeman." <laughs> And it took two more days after that. But the fact that they were working that and knew what they were doing, um, I'm just so impressed.
2: Yeah, and uh, he's going to join us at after you come on the show, Brad. And just first impressions. Oh, that's great. He's a, a great guy and certainly uh, a big country music fan. So you might have an in with Freddie Freeman.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, Clayton Kershaw, I'll tell you, it's probably a not. It, he might want to like, really think really hard about giving me his cell number.
2: (laughs) Brad Paisley is our guest. By the way, I saw Kershaw today, and I told him very proudly that you are coming on the show today. So uh, he walked by and acknowledged it, but really uh, wasn't too impressed.
1: He wasn't? Yeah, I bet. Well, he knows. He knows. He's been on this show before, so he knows, you know. (laughs) It's. It's the type, It's it, you know. It's one of those things where you're on a show like this, and uh, you have to. He, of course, he's used to taking flack from
2: you. You're nice to me. Of course, I am. I you know. I have to keep him grounded around here. Okay. Hey, you you uh you played at the Kershaw Challenge uh, charity event during this off season before the lockout yeah. started. Were you surprised to hear Clayton say once he signed back with the Dodgers that? The Rangers made it really difficult for him to say no to them and come back here. Were you surprised it was a consideration?
1: No, I mean,
2: I think the thing
1: is, that's, you know, that that's always been home for him. And when they come on that strong, it's tempting. So I wasn't at all, but I'm so relieved. I'm so relieved he's still a Dodger, and I'm I, look, I am a Clayton Kershaw fan through and through. I don't think there is, first of all, a better pitcher uh, that's ever just ever pitched. I just think he's he's going to go down in history as possibly the greatest of all time in so many ways. He's already got the lowest DRA in the modern era and all of that, but he is a better human being, and he is. And it's hard it's hard to believe that, but he is. He's a better. He. Is, I've said this all along. Him and Ellen are our inspirations on who to be as far as people in the spotlight and my wife and I look at them with total respect and I'm just baffled at the amount of good they do in the world and um so I'm just relieved he's still he's still a Dodger because that's my team and he's probably my favorite baseball player of all time
2: would you say you know a lot of people say he's their favorite player but Is it because of what he does every fifth day? I know you talked about the respect that you have for what him and Ellen do off the field, but isn't it more about what he stands for? And I I feel like we all got a a sobering reminder, game six of the NLCS, when a certain fake tough guy wouldn't take the mound, when we all know Kershaw would have made that start and wouldn't have made any excuses no matter how his body was feeling because he has done it on short rest time and time again.
1: Yeah, he he definitely, there was would there have been no situation where he's not pitching. I don't think you could have kept him off the mound. Um, even if they'd named another starter, he'd have been out there. And I think, you know, not to say anything about why, um, why Scherzer didn't pitch. It's up to him, and I don't know. I, all I know is I have so much respect for Bueller, watching him walk out there on even shorter rest and, and do what he tried to do. And he bled, he just bled. And in that sense, uh, I think all of us got to see what, what he's made of, you know? And, and I definitely think Clayton is the same ilk. And I think in that sense, we have so many, we we got a great quarter of the rotation. The missing piece this season was Clayton and we got him back and, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it rounds out because how do you feel about like who's your prediction for the pitcher that's going to ride that we don't expect in this rotation?
2: Well, I, I feel like the Dodgers need to ride the big two, and that's Bueller and Urias, if they're going to get to where they want to go. And you know, fingers crossed that Clayton can stay healthy all year long because after those three guys. It's a little dicey. You're counting on Andrew Haney to bounce back after a horrible year. You're counting on uh, Tony Gonslin to come into his own, and you're trying to fill it all in with David Price and Tyler Anderson and the Mitch Whites of the world. It, it, it feels like they're going to need as many pitchers as possible after the first three guys in this rotation.
1: Uh, yeah, you're right. I just wonder if anybody we haven't thought of that they've signed, because there's a there's kind of a long list of, uh, like, I don't, I guess Tyler Anderson's not going to stretch out to that, right?
2: It's He's not a right starter. Away. He's, he told me today he could be ready for five innings by the end of spring training. Brad, the, the guys that are going to help the Dodgers are in this organization, and you hope that they're, they're going to mature between now and the end of the year, and that's Ryan Pepio. Bobby Miller, and Landon Knack. Those are the big three for the Dodgers, and there's really uh, a scarcity of starting pitching available right now on the trade market and in free agency. So they're lucky to have those three young men, and we'll see whether or not they're ready to contribute because they might need them.
1: They might, and, you know, that's the thing, too. It's like we've talked about, Uh, I don't mind either, by the way. It's it's too bad we lost Kenley, but I don't mind the idea that there's no one guy that's always the ninth inning with this team. I I don't like like that. You don't like it? Because I don't feel like, I feel like, look, Trinan's a closer for anybody else, but if the top three players in the the order are coming up in the eighth inning, let him pitch the eighth.
2: That's fair. That's fair. I'm okay with that, but I just feel like the ninth inning isn't for everybody, and I don't care who you're facing. Sometimes the ninth inning isn't for everybody.
1: No, that's true. I guess that's true. But the the real issue is going to be obviously peace it I, I'll figure out. They'll, I think they're gonna they're gonna know what to do um, once they see everybody play, and then you just got to hope that between that, you know this this all star nine man batting order we have just. Makes it impossible for other teams to score more runs.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. And I feel like people lose sight of the fact that even though this is the Dodger roster coming out of spring training, Andrew Friedman has showed that he can make something happen at the midway point and add whatever they need. And you know, I feel like pitching is going to be what they need, whether it's a closer or another starting pitcher at the trade deadline, because um Danny Duffy, they they re-signed Danny Duffy, he's a big question mark to help them in the second half. Dustin May is supposed to come off Tommy John, but I know during the yeah. off season they were talking about it being, you know, three innings at the most in any right. one outing. So I just I know everybody loves the flashy Corvette. Freddie Freeman and the offense and all that, but you know what wins championships, Brad? You know what wins it.
1: Oh yeah, pitching. But the, the thing I'll say is that when you know whether you look at these, you know, a, a Bickford or a, a Max Muncie or Chris Taylor, or these guys, you know how they find these diamonds somehow, and these diamonds in the rough. I'm hoping that one of these signings that didn't really pique our interest. Whether you know, like I'm like the guys you were just mentioning. Maybe one of them they saw something and they become an integral part of this rotation.
2: Yeah, and that's Andrew Haney. That's Andrew Haney. You think so? Could it be? Yeah. That's the guy that they're trying to, you know, make better by some of the advanced um, analytics they have to try to help biomechanics. Um that's yeah. that's the guy that they're looking to help get better and if he can be a guy that pitches 180 innings that would be a huge boost for the team
1: yeah it's like it's like watching you know when you're on a team like the Dodgers and you walk out there um yeah I feel like for these pitchers that pitched for other teams you are so backed up by your offense that it's a different I mean you and I were talking about I texted you about Means from the Orioles, like yeah, I John Means, side, anyway. yeah, like you, you think about—he's his ERA's not in the basement or anything, but at the same time, he pitches for the Orioles. If he were to—and and we know how they've been for several years—if he were to walk
2: out with the Dodger offense on his
1: side, who is he? Who is he with this pitching staff and this training staff? You know,
2: he might be a guy so available know. at the deadline. Could be.
1: Yeah. He went to WVU, so he's already got got a soft spot in my heart for him.
2: So so I should just prepare for you to bring up John Means if there's a a bad start by any of these pitchers. Uh, Just get a text from Brad Paisley. (laughs) John Means. John Means. Uh, It
1: could, yeah, you'll probably get that from time to time from me. Although, you know me, we'll be talking about it throughout the season and, I'll have some suggestion cuz you know, you know what I who I really wanted in the worst way. Who did I really really want back for the Dodgers? Who did uh, I text you about?
2: Was it Seager you wanted back?
1: I did want Seager back, but um no,
2: Jock. That's right. That's right. Jock Peterson. I keep forgetting that. I never thought it was a reality, so you know, I just I forgot. I'm sorry. I just
1: don't I just felt like Jock is this, uh, you know. I and Jock's a dear buddy, and I love Jock. And I wrote him um, after he signed with the Giants, and I, all I said was, "I still love you." <laughs>
2: yeah, right? Uh, it'll be weird seeing him in a Giants uniform, but they wanted him what? last year, and he finally caved into Farhan's uh, proposal to come and play in San Francisco. So it should. By the way, Giants or Padres. Who's the biggest threat to the Dodgers this season in the West? Well,
1: I would say Padres, except they they just can't, I don't know. They continue to, like, just like Tatis, did he, was it a motorcycle accident?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: See, I mean, that's like, well, that's the kind of thinking that made them never gel as a team. That kind of yeah.
2: I'm not buying them again this year. I feel like the Giants are the team again.
1: They might be, but I feel like the Giants without Buster Posey feels about like the Dodgers without Justin Turner. It's there's some glue going to be gone. It just won't be the same. But that's, that's just hope. That's wishful thinking. I think, but you know, I just think Buster. Uh, you know, he's a scary. He's scary. Just he was. He was out there coaching the team practically. Yeah, so, he meant a lot. I mean, that's, and that's how Justin is. You know, I feel like. Justin is another one that we're so lucky to have that is, he just does so much more than, than anybody knows. I think it's just like Freddie Freeman giving him the assist on, on getting him to come there, you know? And, and, in that sense, I, that's one thing I'm really proud of with this team too, is that the the lineup we've got is the classiest bunch of people. And, you know, you know, from, from those guys, all the way through the pitchers to the, you know, it's it's. I'm excited to watch this team on the field, knowing these are people that that you can root for.
2: Love it, Brad. And Dodger fans root for you too. Even if you're in Houston on stage, outnumbered <laughs> by eighty thousand, uh, they root for you. So thanks for calling in. Well, we okay. gotta do this often during consider- the season. I consider
1: Houston an away game, if that's okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, you put them on fair notice right there, no doubt. We'll see you at Dodger Stadium soon, and can't wait for you to uh, play and sing the anthem again. That's always special.
1: Oh, man, I, I can't wait, and uh, I'm so glad it's back. We're gonna, I think we're going to get spoiled this year. It's
2: going to be fun to watch. Love it, Brad. We'll see you out there, okay? Take care of yourself on the road. Yeah, you too. Okay, Brad, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. There he goes, member of the Grand Old Opry, the one and only Brad Paisley, big-time Dodger fan. You could tell he knows his stuff. He's not one of these fly-by-night Dodger fans. He knows what's going on. Coming up next, you'll hear from Freddie Freeman. Had a chance to sit down with him earlier today. Can't wait to share. A great guy and a great player with you next, right here on Dodger Talk, live from Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona. A few breakups, I've been known to cause a few births,
0: I can make you new friends or get you fired from work don't miss a moment of world champion Dodger Talk. Your chance to talk about the world Champs is here. 866-987-2570. Hear past episodes of Dodger Talk on the iHeartRadio app.
2: Welcome back to Dodger Talk. David Vasse with you until 8 o'clock tonight here on AM570 LA Sports. Thanks to brad paisley for joining us in the previous segment i'm trying to impress our next guest because he is the newest dodger a man that uh i am not ashamed in saying that i was very vocal to get him here to los angeles somehow some way and that is the one and only freddie freeman freddie thanks a lot for the time yeah thank you
3: david i appreciate it
2: did I impress you knowing that Brad Paisley was just on the show?
3: Yes, it does. I do love country music, so uh, I've been able—I was able to go to the CMA Awards <laughs> over the off season and got to meet a lot of wonderful country artists. So, big country fans, so that does impress me. Yeah, you know,
2: Kershaw, and Justin Turner might tell you they're the friends of Brad Paisley, oh. but does Brad Paisley text them to come on their radio show?
3: I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. So, you're telling me that he texts you to come on his show on your show? That's right. Well, that's, I'm going to go with, you're more friendly with him then.
2: I'll connect you, I'll connect. See, these are the perks of uh, being not only on Dodger Talk, but yeah. being a Dodger.
3: Ooh, no, there's a lot of perks. Um, I've been competing against the Dodgers for a long time, and the perk is they like to win, and that's why I'm uh, one of the reasons I'm here.
2: It's interesting from your perspective competing against these group of players for so long. Yeah. Now you're on the inside. <laughs> yeah. What's it like to be on the inside the first few days?
3: Well, it's been a whirlwind, I can tell you that. Um, but it's exciting. I've obviously competed against these guys for a long time. A lot of them, somewhere in the same division, like JT before he came over here. So facing Kirsch, I'm just so happy I don't have to face Kirsch anymore. <laughs> I don't have to face Bruce Dar anymore. I don't have to. When Dustin May comes back, I don't face Hunter on our sinkers Julio Urias it's but that's the beauty of this game is some, there's so many different paths people take, and sometimes your teammates with these guys that you've competed against and how wonderful they are, their routines, and how they go about their business. Everyone has one common goal in the Dodger organization, and that's to win. And it's been such a great atmosphere the first few days. I'm still trying to learn everyone's name. I walk in, look <laughs> left to the food room, and there's 20 people in there. I don't know any of them. So. But the guys that I do know are making it so special and making it a, a, a smooth as smooth as transitions as I can get.
2: Did you hear the reaction by your teammates when the news came out that you were signing here? Because everybody tries to play it cool, but they did not play it cool. They were just as excited as the fans.
3: I've heard some <laughs> some things. Um, I heard Doc got asked a quite a couple of questions before I signed and some things like that. But my first phone call was a FaceTime to Justin Turner. So <laughs> his phone, his name popped up on my phone quite a bit over the offseason. So um, I guess we're going to have to give an assist to him.
2: <laughs> Freddie Yo is here and other sports the nba the nfl there's a recruiting going on with the players you don't hear too much of that in baseball that must have been nice that these guys wanted you
3: yeah it is nice it's it's nice to feel wanted um i feel like justin's been doing this for a lot longer than just one off season so but that's the like if everyone gets the first base and we just always talk you know and there's been a couple other teams and guys on other teams that do the same thing but um since I'm here, Justin was a big part of that.
2: <laughs> so that wasn't a joke that Justin's been recruiting you for five years. I
3: mean, it is kind of like a joke because I think, I think we all were just saying it just to say it, you know. And, you know, obviously I'm from – he went to Cal State Fullerton. and I was supposed to go to Cal State Fullerton, oh. so – um being from southern california i think that was just the connection he was like you should come play here this and that being funny so um it was a little bit of a joke but it turned out to be true
2: (laughs) yeah freddie freeman a local kid from orange county i've mentioned the connection between you and sean green's dad ira green am I embellishing over the fact that he at an early age kind of help you and plant the seeds of hitting?
3: Oh uh, yes. I had, I took, I've had two hitting coaches my whole life. Um, it was my dad and Ira green. So um, I hit a lot with Ira green, a lot of lessons over a couple of years. And um, it was always a great time because he knows so much about hitting and such a wonderful person so i guess the connection was early on and i always saw sean uh in the batting cages when they owned the batting cages back in the day and it's just special and now kind of come full circle here we are
2: So were you a Dodger fan or an Angel fan growing up? I
3: hope the Dodgers don't get mad. I grew up (laughs) 10 minutes uh, from Angel Stadium, so I grew up an Angels fan.
2: Were you there when they won the World Series?
3: I went to one playoff game, not the World Series, but, um, you know, I I grew up a Garrett Anderson fan, so that happens. He played for the Dodgers one year, so that helps, too. (laughs) So uh, there's a little connection all over the place.
2: Freddie, obviously your second home became Atlanta, being there for so long, but Coming back home and having your friends and family yeah. with you for the whole season—that's got to be somewhat special.
3: Yeah, it's going to be special. I, my grandfather, who's eighty-six years old, it's still—he was actually shag fly balls and ground balls for me three days, uh, thir- oh, three weeks ago. So he's still doing really well. So now he's going to be able to come and watch me whenever he pleases. So that's what's special. My dad still, my whole family lives in Orange County, so. It's going to be a wonderful experience being able to play in front of him again, like I did when I was in high school.
2: But you're just trying to gloss over something that is pretty amazing. Your eighty-six year old grandfather was shagging for you.
3: Yeah, I also played catch with him too. Oh so, my gosh. Uh, yeah, he's a special human being. That's Ed Freeman, by the way, Ed everyone. Freeman. So Ed, Ed's still doing pretty amazing, and uh, you know he would he would still get upset at himself if he didn't throw the ball like he wanted to. So. <laughs> Um, it's, it, he, it's, it's going to be special to be able to see him in the stands
2: and you and your dad obviously have such a tight bond. I'm I have to introduce that part of it to LA. Your dad has been your rock mm-hmm. for the majority of your life. Is it special to, for him to have you back in Southern California?
3: Yeah, I think when we moved back, um, in the off seasons four years ago, my wife and I, because we wanted, it was a little, I used to live full time in Atlanta, it, yeah. but it gets a little cold in the off season. So when my, my oldest son was born, um, we wanted him to be outside a lot so we moved back and my dad was pretty ecstatic that i finally moved back because i only came home for you know a couple weeks during the holidays so um, my dad was actually the one throwing me batting practice this whole off season so we're still going strong yeah he is my rock i think if anybody knows my story there's a reason why so um we went through a lot as a family um 22 years ago and you know our bond is strong
2: Wow. What a Freeman family. Yeah. You're up the middle. Your dad throwing you BP and yeah. your grandfather shagging.
3: Yep, yeah, And my son is also there. So we had four generations um, at the at my I always hit at my high school. So at my high school field. And it, that's a special, special thing.
2: Did you always know baseball was in your blood?
3: Uh, y- yes. I had two older brothers. I have two older brothers. So they both played baseball. We all played different sports growing up my dad loved baseball my grandfather loves baseball so it was just one of those sports that we all loved and played and you know obviously you know things took it you know i I guess i was pretty good at it you know so i played multiple sports all the way up until high school and then uh, baseball kind of took over
2: freddie freeman is our guest freddie you're a world champion now Does it feel different? Freddie Freeman, do you have a little bit world champion? Do you have a different type of confidence now that you've been to the mountaintop?
3: It's a good feeling. I don't yeah. know if it's, there's anything different. I mean, you, this is all you do every single year. You prepare to try and win the World Series. And it took me 12 seasons to finally <laughs> do it, but, um, you know, it's a special feeling. It was a w- weird one because I became a free agent and then the lockout. So it was hard to, like, kind of even enjoy it, but. When you look back and you know how hard it is to, to win in this game, and you start to appreciate every little thing that goes into it, and to hear you be a world champion—that's that's what it's all about.
2: And to look to your left and to your right in this clubhouse, there are also world champions yeah. too. I mean, is it comfortable to know that you don't have to be the guy?
3: Yeah. Uh, yes. It's um, when you look to the left and right and you got Trey Turner who won it in 19 so there's there's a lot of champions here so unfortunately you guys beat us in 2020 (laughs) but um you know it's it's nice everyone has a common goal in this organization that's to win and everyone's done it and some of the new guys that have come in have done it as well so that's that's when you got a bunch of winners in the same clubhouse everyone's going pulling on the same rope to do it again
2: all right. I'm letting you go. I know you got to get with your family. Yep. One other connection I have, we have a common friend, Javier Sosa. Oh. Javier Jr. of Javier's in yeah. Newport Beach.
3: Oh, my gosh. Javi, Javier's, I go there probably once or twice um, every couple of weeks. It's so good. Uh, he, I think he's an Angels fan, though. So. No,
2: no. He, Javier Jr. is a Dodger oh, okay. fan. Okay,
3: but Javier is an Angels yeah. fan, I think. So, yeah, I live pretty close to theirs so, yeah. in the offseason, so – We've got a lot of connections going yeah, on do. here, yeah.
2: I'm did. i I'm not ashamed to say I did text Junior when you were eating there. I said, hey, can you make the pitch for us? I
3: did, well, he, Free guacamole
2: yeah. if you sign with the Dodgers.
3: Javier was trying to get me to go to the Angels, so that's not up to me. So he told me I could get free margaritas, but uh, we're, we're here now, and there's a lot of connections. I look yeah. forward to seeing many more connections. Maybe we,
2: we could have a celebration at Javier's one day.
3: I would like that after we win the World Series. All right. Yeah. Done. Yeah.
2: Great meeting you. Great to be on this side together and look forward to bugging you. And don't believe anything that any of those guys say about me. I
3: promise. I'll only listen to you. (laughs) Thanks, David.
2: There he goes. Freddie Freeman had a great time with him earlier this afternoon and just uh, a tremendous person. I know you hear players talk about it, but he is everything and more that what everybody says about him. And in case you don't know the story about his mom – he lost her when he was ten years old. She died of melanoma and it's been him and his dad um ever since he was ten years old and baseball and his brothers so uh just a tremendous uh person and he is going to be he is going to become a fan favorite here in Los Angeles, just as big as he was in Atlanta because uh there's a reason why they loved him in Atlanta. It wasn't just about him being a great player, but just everything that he represented in uh in in what he did. So Freddie Freeman, welcome to Los Angeles, um and he is um he's a great guy. He really is and uh can't say enough about him. Uh we we uh taped uh, that interview was about nine minutes long Uh, We spent about 20 minutes together today just talking about things and just the big transition he's had to make. And, look, just like Kenley Jansen in Atlanta, you don't just forget about your 17 years with the Dodgers, and Freddie Freeman is not going to forget about his 15 years with the Braves. But I do believe once the Braves and Dodgers play each other in the first month of the season – I feel like that'll help Kenley and Freddie each get some closure. Kenley will get that closure at Dodger Stadium before Freddie gets that when the Dodgers go to Atlanta about a month later. But I really believe that. I've seen that before where players go back to their own ballpark where they played previously. They get the warm ovation. Freddie will get more than likely his championship ring when the Dodgers go to Atlanta in June. And from there, you know, there's closure right there. But Freddie Freeman is a Dodger, and he is really excited to be a Dodger. And I know there's been a lot of uh, his side of the story, their side of the story. The bottom line is, if a team really wants you, they bring you back. They find a way to bring you back. You know, I, I'm at the point of my life in covering sports. I've seen a, a lot. I've heard a lot. The bottom line is, if they want you, they'll find a way to bring you back. And the Braves did not find a way to bring back Freddie Freeman. And the Dodgers really wanted Freddie Freeman. That's why he's here. And uh, I think everybody in Los Angeles really wanted Freddie Freeman. So happy to have him. Great to meet him. And look forward to having him on the show uh, often during the season. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Before we say goodnight, uh, just want to give you an update. It was revealed today by Dave Roberts that Chris Taylor had bone chips removed from his right elbow during the off season. he was playing through it for the majority of last season and chris told me it's not really a big deal he wasn't trying to hide it that's why he never really said anything once he got to camp or when he joined us on the show uh, he played four innings at second base on the backfields today so slowly but surely he'll be stretching it out and uh, eventually he'll get to the outfield but right now He's making the throws from second base, and we'll see how he feels tomorrow. So that's where it's at, and we'll update you tomorrow uh, during the Petros and Money show because there is no Dodger talk with the Clippers on the air tomorrow, but we do have Dodgers spring training baseball on the air against the Cincinnati Reds. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at 1230, first pitch at 105. Rick Monday and Tim Neverett on the call. Thanks to Ronnie Facio for his help. In case you miss Brad Paisley and Freddie Freeman, you can find them on the iHeartRadio app. We will talk to you tomorrow at 12:30 from Camelback Ranch. Have a great night. See ya!
0: L.A.'s best sports
1: star. That's a good endorsement there.
0: AM 570 L.A. Sports. You know.